0: Sunday with Miriam on RTE Radio 1. Sponsored by Super value Insurance. Driving value that matters on car, home and travel insurance. Now that's sound. Actors Kate Stanley Brennan and her father Stephen Brennan are very accomplished on stage, on screen, and they're both very used to the stage of the Abbey Theatre, but they've never acted together until now. They're in rehearsals at the moment for Somewhere Out There You by Nancy Harris. It's a rom com with a twist and it opens on the 27th of September. That's this coming Wednesday night, and I'm delighted to say that they're both here this morning with me. Kate, Stephen, good morning to you both. Good morning, Miriam. Good morning. Lovely to have you both here. This is the first time, as I said, for you both to be cast in the same play. Why is it taking so long, Kate?
1: I know I've been (laughs) asking myself that very question. Um, I think for many years, Dad has been playing the romantic lead for much longer than than I had expected. <laughs> so there are times throughout my career I couldn't go up for the role because Dad was was playing opposite and that would be very weird. I was just weird. too young and
2: sexy for too long, <laughs> obviously, you know. That's right, it's all my fault.
1: Um, so, yeah, and I mean, for whatever reason, it it just
0: hasn't happened. But I've always wanted to work with Dad. And tell me about the dynamics, Stephen. I mean, are you going to be able to let the director, Wayne Jordan, do his job? Or do you feel like offering Kate a bit of advice, fatherly advice? Would she take it? No. (laughs) No. I would. That's a lie.
2: (laughs) Yes, I just lead by example, you see. I don't have to tell her anything. She knows. She's very well trained.
0: (laughs) It is an amazing acting dynasty, though, you both come from. I mean, Stephen, tell me first of all about everyone within the family who actually oh acted.
2: How long have you got? Well, I'll tell you, we have a long association with, with this place, with Radio Aaron, because my granny, I suppose, was the first one, Eva Brennan, my father's mother. Uh, she started uh, writing for 2RN which, and in the old days, and uh, her sister was one of the first singers. She was a soprano on 2RN. Her sister married a man called Harry O'Donovan, who was... Jimmy O'Dee's scriptwriter and business partner. And occasionally he'd write a song for Jimmy and he'd ask my granny to write the music for it. And she wrote The Charladies Ball and Sweet Daffodil Mulligan, to mention but two favourite uh, music hall songs. Uh, so she was involved. I actually have a contract of hers at home for the, the Dublin Broadcasting Company uh, to do a half hour of variety for which she was going to be paid six guineas. That was in 1929. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine six guineas was split amongst the company, and not just for her. But uh, anyway, she was the 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 start of, of our family involvement in entertainment. Um, and uh, then my father, of course, came along and had a wonderful voice. And Uncle Harry got him into the variety shows with Jimmy O'Dea. used to do sketches with him and stuff like that. And then Hilton Edwards discovered him and he made him a straight actor and uh, and he had a wonderful voice so he had a long association with Radio Aaron and of course my mother was a member of the Radio Aaron players when they existed for over 30 years. And uh, then we used to be brought in and out as children to do to play children's parts. She was the go-to for if there were any children in a play they they get my mother to supply one of her five children for the the job.
0: And remind people, you're not the only actor (coughs) among your siblings.
2: No. So Barbara's the eldest and she gave us all a very bad example by teaching us all how to sing and dance and (laughs) do all those variety things that are obviously in her blood uh, before she became a a very uh, well-established, serious actor. Mm. Um, And uh, my sister Catherine was, uh, uh, again, a freelance actor and she then came into the radio where the radio air and players and then became a producer here in, in radio before she retired and my brother Paul is a kind of uh, director mostly uh, but he used to act, mostly directs and does a bit of writing now and things like that and uh, of course Baby Jane is uh, mm-hmm. uh, about to uh, open in the Gate Theatre in a new play for the festival and uh, she's been hard at it since she left school as well so uh, we all got smitten by whatever is in the genes. So Kate, were you always destined to be an actor?
1: Well, yeah, I mean as long as I can remember I've wanted to do it. Um there was a time I thought I might be if I di- if it didn't work out I'd be an architect or a lawyer. Mm. <laughs> um Damn. But yeah, sorry never dad. Told me that. But yeah, no I I mean I grew up going to see dad on stage. Um my earliest memories are going to, you know, see him in the gate and getting brought backstage. It was all just always just so exciting to me. And, um, yeah, I never, I never got to see my mother on stage. Um, well, she's maybe a great I did, actor But I don't too. remember it. Your mum is um, a great actor too, um, yes. of course. So I've. Uh, Martina, in Stanley? My me- Martina Stanley. Martina yeah. so uh, Stanley, my my yes. As in Fair City. Exactly. As in Fair City. Dolores
2: in Fair City. And she, uh, we met in the Abbey um, when we were young ones starting off doing, a. we did a kind of. A year or two of kind of working in the crowd work which people mm. some don't seem to be able to do anymore but it was a good apprenticeship and then we took a shine to one another in a big way and
0: <laughs> And here I am. And here you are. <laughs> and I know you remain best friends but your parents separated but so what kind of, but they're great friends, but <clears throat> what kind of a dad would you say Stephen is? Oh
1: wow, what a question. <gasps> oh, my God. In- um, dad is an amazing dad. Dad loves being a dad. He's got six Six kids. He's a wonderful father and also just as an actor watching him grow up, like I've always looked up to him, you know, the like, I'm going to embarrass him now and people will think I'm biased saying this, but I actually say this not even as a daughter, just as somebody who's been in the business and knows hopefully by now a thing or two that, you know, a talent like that, you know, is such a rare thing that only comes around once in a lifetime maybe and to to witness that and I've never really, like I've worked with so many great actors but I've never really encountered um somebody, a talent like that before. So I, if I've inherited even a fraction of that,
0: I'm getting all mushy now, I'm sorry dad. <laughs> um, I'm, a lo- I'm a lucky girl. Um,
2: it's so a lovely yeah.
0: tribute to you. You were a very young dad actually Stephen, I think you were only 22 when Kate's older sister Sarah was born. Do you think that mm-hmm. shaped the kind of father you became or are even
2: yes um well i i mean all most of my adult life i've been a parent so uh, it does shape you and uh, it does give you that <clears throat> extraordinary perspective that that all parents get that, you know, suddenly you're not the most important person in the world anymore. Your child is. Mm. And uh, to get that at an early age... You you know, you're still growing up at 22. Uh, I know everyone thinks they've arrived when they're in their 20s, but they haven't. Certainly in your 20s, it it does... I mean, it used to be the way of the world because one thing I found out having children later in life is that you need a lot of energy. Mm. (laughs) It's a young man's game. And uh, I can tell you that... uh, Mm, you know you, there's a natural order in in having children young and then that that used to be the way of the world uh, because people have the energy for it and the, and uh, they can have the 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 right level of input into their children's lives um whereas now of course i'm just crawling around being <laughs> old and saying oh get your mother to do it <laughs> <laughs> uh, um it, it, it's a great, it, it, you know, it is the most wonderful thing that can happen to anybody is to have children and to, and to have that so young means you you, uh, you focus on that um, probably more than, than yourself or your own career or your own selfish needs.
0: But I think it's a nice tribute to hear from Kate because... I often interview people who, if they've had children very young, and 22 is very young, they go, oh, I wasn't a great dad, you know, I'm much better now, but I'm older. But it seems like from the get-go, you got it.
2: Well, I had, a, I mean, I had a wonderful mother who was a very loving person, and I always feel that the love that she gave us goes through us into our children and through them into into my grandchildren and uh, I think she's the the fountain of, of love that uh, I received. She was um,
1: incredible. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a lovely tribute. To yeah, her as absolutely, well. and that's what it comes down to—is love. Like I, you know, we're all human, but like I've I've always, um, and I'm sure I could speak for my siblings as well. Always felt love, no matter what is going on. I've always, you know, we've always felt loved, and that's kind of as well brings us back to the play. Which is about love. And actually, yeah,
0: beautifully written by Nancy Harris, who's a great talent. So tell me about Tess and Sebastian, the roles you both play in her new play, Somewhere Out There
2: You. Oh, we can't do that. <laughs> I'd, I'd just a little. I'd have to kill you, Miriam. We signed right. NDAs. To yes, those NDAs on this. Yeah. No, I mean, it's all about, you know, finding, finding love and finding who you think you want. And your image, not only of what you think you want, but who you think you want and who you think you are and what do you project out into the world. And there's a kind of twist in how you we find out what that is. It's like, be careful what you wish for. There's a kind of a, um, is that what you want or is that really what you want? Um, <laughs> I know I'm trying not to say anything. <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 yeah,
1: we're trying not to reveal. There's a reveal, um, which is, yeah, yeah. So we're, tra- we're trying to, yeah, yeah, to keep that under wraps. But there's also, yeah. Well, it's like, very
2: funny. Everybody always has to say that in an interview. Oh, but it's very funny. But it
1: actually <laughs> is. It's hilarious, and it's also very theatrical and that kind of thing. Of like, you know, how do you, how are you even performing in a new relationship? Like, you know, and what's real and what's not. And um, it's, it's very clever, and it's, it's rom com, but it's, it's got a bit more depth to it as well,
0: and makes you think. And the fact that it's a rom-com, you know, it might not be what audiences expect from the Abbey. But tell me how, Nancy, I suppose, has shaped the rom-com idea for an Abbey audience.
2: What is an Abbey audience? I don't know what an Abbey audience is any more than a gate audience or a gaiety audience or an Olympia audience. Audiences now, the, the whole audience thing got thrown up in the air a few years ago, as you know, so... Uh what's coming back to us now there's always a new input of of young people thank god still coming to the theater as well as older people so it's it's a continually changing mix of uh, and and
1: uh, and i would say yeah that's uh, the the mix of the diversity and age in this production um is something that i really welcome because it kind of disappeared for a few years like there was a, t- a time when i was the senior member in the cast. I know I'm not the juve anymore, but like I certainly shouldn't be the senior member because that's how you learn. Like that's how I started. I started in smaller role. I was in the Peacock and Saved. I learned from the actors that I was around. I built up to the lead and, you know, we have to keep doing that in theatre, you know, be learning from our elders, passing things down. And, you know, that's where the magic in theatre lies for me is the ghosts that inhabit the corridors.
2: And it's bringing us back to what the Abbey used to have when it had a company. Um, I'm always giving out about the fact that the only people who have a permanent job in the theatre anymore are the people with their feet under a desk and they pay for us out of the small change. But I won't bang that drum yeah. on this interview, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, but it it was uh, it was where I learned my trade. I worked with people like Cyril Cusack and Ray McNally and, and all these great actors. And I got to rub shoulders with them, even when I was only being a spear carrier. And uh, there's an osmosis that happens then. You you, you you start to learn from the senior actors. It must
0: have been a real privilege, was it, Stephen, to work with people like Ray McNally and Cyril Cusack.
2: Yes, Ray was a great mentor. I mean, Cyril was a wicked little man, but he was great fun. I loved his naughtiness, but um, I probably learned some very good bad habits from him. But uh, Ray was a great mentor, and he loved passing things on. He loved. He he had studied all the techniques and the voice and all the different bits and pieces, and you know he would take anyone who wanted to listen up to the rehearsal room, and he, you know, give you a class and. And uh, he, he just loved the, the whole business so much that he, he loved passing it on. He didn't like when other people didn't get it. He was, he'd be quite impatient about that, which made him slightly unpopular sometimes. But I knew why he was annoyed. He was annoyed because people weren't pulling their weight. And uh, that was the kind of part of the ethic I grew up with was hard work. It's not easy, it's hard. It's hard to be good.
0: And you mentioned earlier just I suppose the idea of actors maybe occasionally not getting the due deserve they get, or whether that's financial or otherwise. It's a precarious business. But are you glad you stuck at being an actor?
2: Well, this is my uh, this is my Jubilee year. This is fifty years of acting for me. It'd be kind of sad if I if I regretted mm. it at all. <laughs> because uh I was at a school reunion recently and I suddenly realised I'm meeting all these people for the first time in 50 years who have been through their entire careers and out the other side. And uh, so I consider myself lucky that I'm, I'm still I'm still uh, still up and at it and, and uh, and enthusiastic for it. It, it. It's easy to get disillusioned when there is change, but there must be change. There's always change. and you, know, you get grumpy and you start sounding like a grumpy old man, which I suppose I am now. But um, I try to keep smiling and to to, to see the, the values in change. But, the, I mean, this company is bringing together uh, young and old actors and doing a play that you might have seen in the Abbey 30 years ago. It has that mix in it. So th- it's nice to see that the change isn't a total change. It, it's still... Uh, resonates with the past in, in it's just in its form, you know.
0: And finally, to you, Kate, listen to your dad there. It's lovely that you still have the enthusiasm after all these decades in the business. And I suppose that is catching for you. Is that a part of the reason that enthusiasm from both your dad and your mom that wore off when you thought, no, I, w- I won't be an accountant <laughs> 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 or an architect?
1: Absolutely, yeah, for sure. Watching watching them growing up was always just so exciting, and I and I hope to. You do have to work to keep your enthusiasm going, for sure. With with everything that's going on in the world, um, it can it can be easy to start to feel down or hopeless. And I think doing a show in the theater does reinvigorate you and kind of give you give you a purpose. Because I think we should always keep creating. Or else, or else we die. So, so um, yeah, that's for sure rubbed off on me. And yeah, hopefully we keep keep innovating whilst also looking looking to the past
0: for a bit of advice. Well, look, it was a privilege for me to interview you both today, Stephen Brennan and your daughter, Kate Stanley Brennan. Best of luck to you both. The play is called Somewhere Out There You. It opens in the Abbey Theatre, written by Nancy Harris on the 27th of September, which is this coming Wednesday. And it's running until the 4th of November. Tickets from abbeytheatre.ie. Thanks for being my guest this morning.
1: Thank you. Thank you.